Hello, this is Reverend Raymond Kaufman, pastor of the Log Cabin Community Church in Vinings, Georgia. Welcome to our podcast. This week in the United States, we're celebrating Independence Day. It's the 4th of July, and we're celebrating with fireworks and picnics, and for many people, not everyone, a day off from work, but it's our Independence Day. A dear friend of mine sent me an article. His name is Narayan Sengupta. I've known Narayan for many years. He lives here in the community of Smyrna, where our church is. And he wrote an article. He's a historian. and He wrote an article entitled, July 4th, isn't actually Independence Day, or is it? And some cool facts about the holiday I'd like to share with you. On July the 4th, 1776, it neither started nor ended the American Revolution. It actually started on April the 19th in 1775 with the battles of Lexington and Concord, and it ended officially with the Treaty of Paris on September the 3rd, 1783. The signing, which happened not in Washington, D.C., which actually didn't even exist yet, but it took place in the Pennsylvania State House in Philadelphia, which was America's most populated city at the time. The Pennsylvania State House was later renamed Independence Hall. The Continental Congress actually declared independence in Philadelphia on July the 2nd, 1776. The Declaration of Independence' main author was Thomas Jefferson, who I didn't know this, he was only 33 years old at the time. Um, Only some actually signed the document on July the 4th, 1776, and the largest group appeared to have signed it on August the 2nd, 1776, and a few even signed it after that date. The youngest signer was 26 years old. The oldest, Benjamin Franklin. He was the oldest at age 70. Only one signer, Thomas Jefferson, lived long enough to see the United States 50 years later. He died on July the 4th, Independence Day, 1826, on the exact 50th anniversary of July the 4th. So with all that, we say, happy birthday, America, and happy 4th of July. You know, it was that kind of patriotism which led people, the American people, armed with hunting rifles, often, to engage in battle with the most powerful nation in the world, Great Britain. What we often forget is when they declared their independence from England, they also made an equally strong declaration of dependence upon God. When we read through some of these documents and we listen to some of the the writings and testimonies of these signers of the Declaration of Independence, they often talk about their belief in God. Our forefathers were careful to remember God And in the Declaration of Independence, it actually begins with these words. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We have to really watch that we don't forget God in our lives today. We've come so far, over 200 years of our anniversary. I've heard many a preacher quote the words of Solomon from the Old Testament, a very wise man who said, 
Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Now, this is where some preachers get really hot under the collar and talk about all the negative and terrible things that may be happening. I want to stay positive, and I want to think about the good things that we have to celebrate on the 4th of July. Our country is often called a melting pot. And I remember hearing that as a child, and it was very significant to me because my grandmother and my grandfather immigrated to the United States from Poland. They were from Eastern Europe. And I remember sitting at my grandmother's feet and listening to her tell stories in her beautiful Eastern European accent about what life was like in the old country, as she called it. You know, our country welcomes people from all over the world. And that doesn't mean just culturally. But we also have a rich spiritual and religious uh, background in the United States and an acceptance. In our country, we have very large Protestant churches. The largest Protestant denomination in the United States is centered right here in the South. It's the Southern Baptist Church. We have a very large Catholic population in the United States and beautiful Catholic churches. We have a very robust and very rich Jewish culture. And we have Buddhists, Hindu, Muslim, and so many different faith groups that are welcomed to worship freely in the United States. This is what makes us so very unique. We have freedoms unlike others in the world, and that's what we celebrate today. We have a vast amount of spirituality in our nation, and we celebrate that. This past week, I was thinking a lot about freedom. And the song kept going through my mind that I heard throughout my life, I've got to be free. I've got to be free. And I kept looking for this song and doing some research. And finally, I realized I've gotten the title completely wrong. The song became very popular in the late 1960s, in 1968. And it was sung by Sammy Davis Jr. And the correct title of the song is, I've got to be me. And he sings this song and he talks about, I've got to be me. And he also mentions in the song, I've Got to Be Free. Uh, it's, the lyrics are beautiful. You can look them up. It's a great song. And Sammy Davis Jr. sang it like no other. But in that song, and I think it's poignant because in the late 60s, it was a civil rights movement. And here is a, a black man, an African-American man singing, I've got to be me. You know, that's the American story, that we all have the freedom to be ourselves. When we look in the Bible and we think about freedom, I often think about the story of the prodigal son who said, I want my freedom. And he left his father and he took his inheritance and left his brother and his mother and he left the family farm and went out to start his own life and to start freedom. And we know how that that story ended. He, 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 He spent all of his money. He was desperate and poor. And he said, if I could just go back and work at my father's farm just as a, a laborer, I'll be happier than I am right now living on the streets. He came back home, and the beautiful story is his father welcomed him and and, and put a ring on his finger, a robe on him, threw a banquet, and welcomed him home. You know, we have a wonderful freedom in the United States, and we have a freedom in Christ, too, that we're loved and accepted and we're given new life in Christ. So today, we celebrate the birth of our nation once again. We celebrate the opportunity to worship freely, and we celebrate freedom for all humankind. My prayer for you, wherever you may live, if it's here in the United States 
or another part of the world, may you experience the freedom to be who you are and to worship freely. That is my prayer for you. Thank you, and God bless you.